Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of The Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. What's up? What's up? This is America Unplugged. Another weekend, 2022. Looks like it's on its way out, man. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of um, feeling some type of way about it. I love Christmas. I love Thanksgiving, and it's going by so quickly that I can't even enjoy it. You know, it's it's over now, literally. It's gone, and I I, I feel like I haven't done anything to to you know get into the spirit and celebrate and do all of this stuff. I haven't done anything, you know. But I guess I'll get something done. But it'll be gone so quickly. We'll be watching the Twilight Zone marathon, Don and I, very soon. You know, as <laughs> right. as the year comes to a close it's america unplugged right here on rockfin 12 p.m eastern every saturday you guys know the deal americaunplugged.com go there uh go to america unplugged on the podcast on apple podcast you get everything don does and you get this show the audio version share it subscribe uh do the thing give us a rating ah oh, shit tone we gotta we gotta read some of those um whether it. they're new or not we still gotta read them <laughs> right? we always so, say that so let, let's let's do that. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid. Bang, bang. We're doing it again right here with uh, the usual suspects and very special guest, ladies and gents. Uh, friend, uh, family, and not, not necessarily friend. All you guys know him. All you guys know him. Anyway, we'll be there in just a sec. The wisest of all the wolves. What's up, sir? How you doing? Well, I'm not actually here, Billy. This is an NFT of myself, and uh, I hope everybody collect them all. Uh, but I, I want to jo- join you and Don uh, for the Twilight Zone Marathon because Twilight Zone is comforting. That's where we are now in 2020. The Twilight Zone is a refuge. Right. right. I, think, I think I'll be It's normal, right? He's like, oh, shit, I remember when, when things were, you know, like that. That's dope. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that Twilight Zone. It is normal. Listen, I... All jokes aside, the greatest television show ever made, hands down. No argument. I mean, if you want to argue, we can, but you will lose. It is the greatest television show ever made, way, way, way ahead of its time. And nothing has come close. Well, Black Mirror came close, but that's it. Nothing else has come close to being as as top-notch as that show. The legendary Don Jeffries is joining us here today. What's up, Don? Thank you for coming on your show yet again. Say what's up to the people. Great to be here. This I, just was off the Knights of the Storm podcast. Uh, great new podcast. Uh, shout out to those guys, uh, Angry Tiger and Jason Barker and Rhonda Tate. Love being on there. So I hope they're watching this. Always a pleasure to be here. I look forward to this every Saturday. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, I took a look at uh, Knights of the Storm this morning. Mr. Angry Tiger needs to get in contact with me that way we can uh we can put you on freeworld.fm why not right uh, at this point um uh let's 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 talk about that and of course one of my favorite people of all time is here ladies and gentlemen and you guys love him too and i know this to be true because he's in the chat and you guys say that you love him mr wayne mccroy 
is here. The incomparable. Thank you for joining us here on America Unplugged Short Notice. I think it was yesterday, right? I told you. Hey, you want to you wanna come on? <laughs> Thank you, buddy. How you doing? Welcome. What's going on? Oh, doing well, guys. Thanks. Always a pleasure to be here. Uh, yeah, it was a little short notice yesterday, but uh, you know, it's all good. You yeah, know, I, I was free this afternoon, so I figured, why not? We'll hop on and we'll discuss some of the current topics going on in the world and break them down for the good folks out there. Right. Thanks again for having me on, gentlemen. Always a, a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for coming on, Tone. What are we doing first? Do we want to start off? Listen, I want to talk about Elon Musk and and how much of a piece of crap I think he is, and how uh, you know. Uh, don't have any heroes because they're going to let you down in one way, shape, or form. Well, let's talk about him. I guess we're, we're there. So he buys Twitter. Everybody goes nuts. It's like, oh, my God, free speech. You know, even I bought into it a little bit. Oh, man, let's see what happens. And, uh, you know, the first thing he does is, uh, you know, start banning people that he doesn't like. He does not believe in free speech. This guy is uh, not what he is uh, built up to be. Uh, and uh, it's become quite evident over time. So, so there's a woman that's been investigating him for years, you know, and uh, sometimes puts out not so favorable stories on him. And as a result, he bans her from Twitter. <laughs> Just like that. Is it any better or is it even worse? I think the people who had Twitter before would have at least given her a warning before, before ban. Not Elon Musk. These are the people that we expect to save us. These are the people that we are looking up to and saying, please, please bail us out. These are the white hats. Um, no, 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 uh, it's not going to happen. Tony Arterburn, give me your thoughts. Yeah, where have I seen this movie before? An outsider <laughs> billionaire. Uh, again, and you look at the headlines of Drudge, everyone, the establishment is aligning against him, and Elon is fighting for us. And again, this is something I've been talking about for a couple of years now, because uh, there's always this tendency to try to find a white hat or a hero, and it has to be a billionaire because he's outside of the system. Do you recall when Elon Musk was, you know, he's all about tech and he's all about crypto and he was all about Bitcoin. And, and we're going to, you can uh, buy a Tesla with Bitcoin. And that was huge. And he was like, look, I'm pushing it and pushing Dogecoin. And then one day he just got up and said, oh, we won't accept Bitcoin anymore. It's bad for the environment. I mean, this is what he does. Uh, and it's, I've seen this formula, but I can't quite place it, Billy, but I've seen this formula before. It's the same thing. Christians are lining up because there's no heroes. And so you have to go find a hero and, and they, they manufacture one. You get Elon Musk and he's a transhumanist. It's, it's the farthest thing away from a Christian that you can get. And, uh, but they, they're lining up and they love him. And I don't know. I just, I guess I've just seen through this. I never got excited about his uh, Twitter purchase. I didn't think it would happen. But clearly, you know, and it's a mixed bag because he's showing you the transcripts and stuff that went on, uh, confirming everything that we already knew, which was the government runs social media. They tell social media who to censor, who to ban, who to shadow ban, all that. They've been doing it for years. They got everybody corralled into that system, and they're using it to uh, curate the narrative. Right. Elon is not a hero. Elon is not going to help free speech. In my opinion, I think it's... Uh, Either either this is real and he's really melting down and Drudge is right and he's just having a, um, you know, he's spiraling out of control. I don't know, but he's definitely not on the side of people that are free speech absolutists. No, he's not on the side of the people. He's on the side of Elon Musk. That's what he's. That's that's the side that he's on. Anybody who amasses that amount of wealth is is uh, is on their own side. That they're just looking for you know, how to benefit themselves, how to aggrandize themselves. It's just the way it is. 
unfortunately. Elon Musk is not who uh, he has been painted out to be, plain and simple, right? If, if he's banning people from Twitter just because he doesn't like what they're saying about him, you know, we, we, what can we expect from someone like that? You know, how can we honestly look at someone like that and, and say, throw me a life jacket? That life jacket comes with strings attached. It comes with you a know? neural link. <laughs> you to plug it into your brain first and then we'll- Put, put, put that in your brain. Trust me, it's fine. Forget about all those monkeys, okay? Don't worry about it. Just put it in your brain. You're good. Don Jeffries, what is going on? Tell me something about Elon Musk. Well, I, I pretty much agree with what uh, Tony said. I mean, how many? I mean, how many of these uh, eccentric billionaires are out there? They're going to play this role of Emmanuel Goldstein. This goes back to 1984. You mm. know, I've compared Trump. I used to call him Trump when I wouldn't call him the Trumpenstein Project. I was calling him Trump Goldstein because he was playing the part of the fake opposition. Now, he was nowhere near as literate as Emmanuel Goldstein, the fake character in 1984. But if you read that, you can see that this is exactly what Orwell was talking about. As Tony said, manufacturing heroes. Uh, Musk has all the right enemies, just like Trump did. You see all the people lined up against him are the worst people in the world, these absurd, clueless, woke celebrities that want to mutilate little kids and don't believe remotely in free speech. So... Their reaction, much as it, I think it's interesting to watch the reaction, much as the reaction to Trump was interesting because it brought out, it brought the roaches out in the light that you know, Trump wasn't going to close the border. He wouldn't end the wars or any of that stuff. But him talking about it brought out the other people and how much they opposed that if somebody right. really did want to end the wars, really did want to control immigration. And, of course, if somebody really did want free speech, you're saying with Elon Musk, every mainstream journalist in the world is apoplectic about this guy because they, they hate the concept of free speech. Now, it's no surprise that he really doesn't believe in free speech. And I've tweeted out to him several times. Of course, it's not going to look what I, but I don't, he does read things apparently. But I, it's absolute because it just he, when he started, when he said Alex Jones wasn't welcome back there, and he, he quoted the Bible about whoever so do the, these things against the little children about Sandy Hook. So I, I think I said, so, okay, so you can't talk about Sandy Hook here. Can you talk about Pizzagate? Can you talk about electoral fraud? Can you talk about the Holocaust? You know, what can you, what, what 9-11? Do you, you know, what are your exemptions? You're, you're saying you're a free speech absolute. <clears throat> and ban uh, anything you don't like. And certainly, when he, again, he, then he goes into the Trump realm. If he's banning people for what they said about him, gee, who does that sound? A Trumpian ego here too as well? I mean, so yeah, this is this guy's hardly a hero, and I knew his background. Uh, you know, I, I've seen pictures of his mother doing the one eye thing and the occultist. I mean, she's all out there. I mean, he comes from this. You know, he comes from this world. So he's obviously an unlikely hero. But as Tony mentioned, there are always billionaires, and I, I wrote about that in Survival of the Riches. The only heroes we can ever get in this rigged system, they would have to be billionaires. Our only hope is that there really is an honest, unhinged, loose cannon billionaire out there. It somehow is, you know, broke away from the system because nobody else is allowed. We don't have access. We can't. So our only hope would be a billionaire. So, uh, but obviously this one, the, the parallels between Musk and Trump are just amazing. And we'll see if uh, maybe Trump kind of goes away, the hatred for him, and it all builds up to uh, Musk because I just watching, it's more fun to me to watch the response to Musk. Because really what, what he's, you know, when he, and, and again, it's his response not to, I don't think anybody's really criticism with what Billy Ray said about maybe banning people he doesn't like, but the idea that he he's talking about free speech, 
and bringing the people they don't like back. Uh, that's what gets. So it's it's an interesting debate on free speech. But yeah, it's 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 just a show. It's it's this is all scripted. Wayne McCroy, what's going on, sir? Tell tell us something. What's up? Well, I agree with Don's assessment, though. This is all scripted. Uh, this guy was set up to be the poster boy for just about everything at this point. Work on his resume. He has actor on there. He appeared in Iron Man 2 in the movies. So <laughs> this guy, he's put in this place to be the poster child, the Emmanuel Goldstein, as Don so succinctly pointed out. This is what's been back here, and especially now with Twitter, I see something else going on, something a little more esoteric with Twitter. This, in my view, is the establishment's way of stepping away from Twitter as a communication platform between each other for secret communications. And uh, I broke that down in a Substack article on my Substack that I wrote a couple weeks back. Uh, that's the alchemical beacon at Substack.com, if anybody's uh, interested in checking that out. But uh, what I see happening here is that uh, Twitter is being shifted away the focus from it right? Here's why, okay? You have Elon Musk buys Twitter. It creates this up storm, this, this storm among the liberals of the world. All of a sudden, these ones who heartily supported him with his electric cars and all of his green movement nonsense and everything he's done, all the leftist paradigm things, now all of a sudden they turn on him, right? Well, there's a reason for this, and there's a reason why he bought Twitter. And He bought Twitter for the price of 44 billion dollars and there's a lot of esoteric reasons the number 44 crops up in, in this kind of stuff all the time but uh, we won't get into that here but essentially <laughs> the way i see it is that uh, the whole purpose for elon buying twitter was the establishment is stepping back away from twitter as their their platform of choice to convey secret information to one another they do this in a process that's somewhat sometimes called twilight language uh, and this is one of the major communication platforms they've used for a long time. Did you guys ever notice that sometimes uh, one of these big shots in, you know, the, the corporate world or governmental world or something like that will tweet something out that makes absolutely no sense. It sounds like just a nonsensical sentence and they'll leave it up for a little while and then it'll disappear. This is one of the methods that they use to communicate ideas to one another. This is the language of symbolism going on, symbology. Uh, and they've used Twitter for this for a long time. And I think now they're shifting the focus away from Twitter. They're going to use a different platform to communicate with one another. And that's what the, the whole sale of Twitter was signaling to one another. And uh, if you look into it, you'll find out that the one of the former CEOs and developers of Twitter originally is now developing a platform called Blue Sky. And it's going to compete with Twitter, but it's also going to be based on a decentralized utility, much like the blockchain or cryptocurrency. And this is wherein they say this is the future in communications, in Web3 technologies. So with this being said, uh, that's my view as to where they're going to shift their communications. But uh, at any rate, that's the whole point here. Uh, they're trying to transform social media, and they do so by... Uh, you know, setting up this figurehead, Elon Musk, put him in charge of this thing now. And how many companies does the guy run now? Think about it. How can one individual run all these companies and do so successfully and still make money? He has Tesla. He has Neuralink. He has SpaceX. He has Twitter. He has Boring Company. Uh, and, and that's just, you know, the tipping, like touching the tip of the iceberg with this stuff. 
he can't possibly manage all of it. So the whole point here is there's people behind the scenes that are running things. And this guy is just the figurehead. He's the poster child that they put out there. The person that to take all the hate, the, the daily hate, right? So this is the Emmanuel Goldstein archetype, as Don succinctly point out, pointed out here earlier. So with that being the case, he's up there to do a job, much like Trump was, you see. And Trump did an excellent job with what he was given to do. The whole left-right paradigm is an illusion, and it's all just political theater. And that's the bottom line here. So they're shifting their focus to Elon Musk now and things going on at Twitter because they don't want to pay attention to other places, other social media platforms, and other things going on, other figures in the business world doing things. That's my take on the whole situation there. Well, that that, that makes a whole lot of sense, Wayne. Um, I, I am um, hopeful that these actions will at least spark something in the believers and the true believers of an Elon Musk or the true believers of a Donald Trump, you know, the true believers of that's just to make sure we encompass everything, a Joe Biden. I don't know if there are any real true believers of Joe Biden out there, but I'm putting it out there anyway, right? Um, but people that are invested in the process and people that are um, invested in the cult of personality of an Elon Musk, right? And, and thinking that, this guy is actually going to look out for us. Like it's not going to happen. It was never going to happen, you know. And it, and it's fun to think about, right? It's fun to think that maybe some rogue maverick, a real freaking badass dude, right, is going to come out of nowhere and say, "Screw you guys! I got all this money. I'm doing what I'm going to do." Right? The closest we got to that is Kanye West, and he's nowhere equipped to be able to handle that. Right? It's just not not a thing. Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> wears two, three, four, five, six faces. And he shows you the one he, the one he wants you to see at the top. That's it. That's what it's about. Um, but I want people to wake up to it and say, you know what? We can't have any heroes. It's not a thing. You know, we can't put our faith in these individuals. We can only hope to save ourselves, right? We can only have, well, we can have faith in the Lord and we have faith in ourselves. And, and together, collectively, if we come together and do this, maybe that's the way forward. But placing all our eggs in the basket of somebody like Elon Musk is not a thing. He's going to take them and he's going to crack it. That's what he's going to do, plain and simple. Um, moving on to other cults of personalities here. My favorite cult of personality, Mr. Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. He put out, like, I mean, the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm hoping that Tony will get me one for Christmas. Tony, I'm, I'm, hint, hint, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm, I just want to drop that in there. Please do this. Let's collect them all, ladies and gentlemen. If you collected, um, if you collected baseball cards or, or Funko Pops, you know, whatever, here is the new, the, the new heat on the streets, ladies and gentlemen, collecttrumpcards.com. Go there. Go buy your Trump, what is it, an NFT, an R, what is it, what, what, is, what is it called, Tony? Non-fungible token, but I think it means, I think it means not effing through. I think <laughs> <laughs> so what is this it's like a digital card that you get right like i'm out of touch i i know people do this right but like it's a like JPEG, a, you know just get a j I, I, that's what they really are i mean it's like a coded jpeg so so it's it's donald trump in um in a in a superman costume which is fucking dope and and he says it's like you know um pieces of his story right pieces of of who he's been throughout his life and it has an, astron an astronaut, uh, Donald Trump. I didn't know he went up to the moon. 
Um, it's it's incredible, all of these things. So I, I want to first play uh, the uh, the commercial. I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you haven't seen it and you're watching live right now, hey, you're in for a treat. If if you're on the podcast, if you're listening after the fact, there's a lot of people that listen on the podcast. If you're on the podcast, go to YouTube and look at this or come to, to, to Rockfin and uh, seek out this episode and find it because, good Lord, it is classic. Tony, whenever you're ready. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump, hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, <laughs> with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump Digital Cards just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one -on -one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and so much more. We're doing a lot. My official digital trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one and you will join a very exclusive community. community. And I think it's something you're going to like and you're going to like it a lot. They also make perfect gifts. So you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. All you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone, and they will be gone. <laughs> this is my first official Trump trading card NFT collection, <laughs> and you get a chance to meet me. Go to collecttrumpcards.com right now, and remember, Christmas is coming, mm -hmm. and this is a great Christmas gift. No purchase necessary. Void right over the Tony? Tony, yeah, Christmas is coming. Okay, no, no, you know, don't mean to drop any hints there. So you think it is? I mean, clearly, what I've just watched it confirms that we're in a simulation. I mean, the <laughs> better than Washington. I'm better than Washington. Better than Lincoln. Better than Lincoln. These are the best trading cards ever. Go ahead. What's up, buddy? That's huh? not a deep fake. That's real. No, that's Donald Trump, bro. That's Donald Trump. And, and what, what I think here is like, you know, I think he's screwing around. I think he was having fun. And um, and it was dope. I thought it was hilarious. Regardless, better better than better than Lincoln, better than Washington, and better than both of them. Um, it, it, this was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. In my life, I don't think there is anything better. Um, if you know, if if I'm ever in, in a coma, please play this. I'll snap out of it. Probably. This was amazing. Listen, ninety nine dollars. <laughs> it sold out. Sold out. I think we sold four four hundred and fifty thousand of them or something like that. Sold out. You can't get anymore. So people are out there buying this actively. But the, the whole thing is, is like one giant infomercial that you would see at five in the morning. You know, uh, like you wake up, turn on the, the sci-fi channel when there's nothing playing, that's playing, you know. This is a former president of the United States. Um, you get to meet him and a Zoom call with Donald Trump. And, and I'd like a Zoom call with Donald Trump. I think I'd make my five minutes count, however long he's going to give me. 
Like, I'll just barrage him with questions over and over again. Tony, you have to do this for me. All right, if, if you were ever thinking about getting me something for Christmas, if anybody out there is thinking about getting me something for Christmas, please. I mean, now you're going to have to pay double. You're going to have to pay like $200, $300 for them because, you know, they're all sold out. But, but I want to meet Donald Trump. I want to go to dinner with Donald Trump. I want to have a Zoom call with Donald Trump. I want to sit down with him and pick his brain and talk to him, you know, about the White Hats, about QAnon, you know, about January 6th. It'll be amazing. So please make this happen. Tony, what are you thinking here? Or do you want one? Do you want me to get you one? I'll get you the Superman one. You can ha you can, I, I don't know what you can do with it, but, but I'll, I'll get it for you. Go ahead. Well, I think uh, this gives me an idea about packaging good vibes. Can we do that? Remember with the pet rock? But see, that's too much inventory and it weighs something. You have to ship it. What if I just made it, uh, my good vibes into an NFT and I could sell those? I mean, I could send you a credit card link. You could pay with crypto. <laughs> I think that would be more valuable than this. <laughs> we had good vibes. We're selling good vibes. I have the best vibes, the Trump vibes. $99 per vibe. Right. Right. Collect them all. I like them all. Donald Jeffries, what are you thinking? Do you want one, sir? I'm sorry to leave you out of it. I'm talking to Tony. I understand that you might want one of these, <laughs> sir. I, I will go get you. What's going on? Somebody sent it to me. I would reject it. But, I, you know, I think that, um, <laughs> again, this is this is why I call it the Trumpenstein Project. It's, it's, it's impossible for anybody to... Uh, to look at that and take that seriously. I mean, if anybody, I mean, either again, he has a cartoonish ego we've never seen before, <laughs> ever, and, and any successful person. I mean, you might find that in trailer park somewhere, maybe, I don't know. But if, for, for somebody who's a billionaire, allegedly, come on, it, he has to be playing a role. And I think that, unfortunately, for the Trump supporters out there, again, I don't make predictions, but every indication to me is that by this kind of crazy stuff, they are winding the Trump project down. I don't think you're going to see oh, yeah. him become the nominee because it just there's just there's too much stuff. When he when he when he came out with that again, it was on a par when he came out with that ridiculous line where candidates lost. It, it was wasn't becoming me because of me, and when they won, it was because of me. It's like you know, we're taking credit. It's like an eight year old wouldn't say that. So again, he he's becoming so cartoonish. He's lost a lot of support. Uh, it, he did bring some people back with the ridiculous raid at Mar-a-Lago. And by the way, what happened with that? That's kind of you know, one of those stories where you never hear anything else about it. But briefly, it got his, 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 some of his supporters riled up again. But this is, uh, I think, unfortunately, uh, there would be no more Trump. And at some point, you know, we talked about Elon Musk, Donald Trump. At some point when these people don't deliver on their goods, I mean, you still have, you have lots of people that realize that used to like Trump that eventually realized, okay, this was a joke. I don't know if they think it's a Trumpetstein project, like I'm saying, but at some point they do, and he'll lose lots more people over over that that just that infomercial. I mean, because mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Again, you realize, okay, this is the grifter image. He is grifting, and you know what's he doing with this money? Is any of that money going to the political prisoners in Washington D.C.? Is he helping them get lawyers? I don't think he's he's sending a penny to them, and they're there because of him. Um, unfortunately, I think the Trump thing is over. Tony said, we, we, there are no heroes. I mean, there, there, are, there are heroes out there. They're everyday heroes. They don't have access to, to, uh, to these pl platforms. But we need somebody like that who we can really believe in. But unfortunately, everybody promoted, whether it's Donald Trump or Elon Musk. Now, Kanye West, I don't know. Kanye West just may be, maybe his mental 
discipline balance is working into his favor. I, I, I really don't know what's going on there. But right now, Yay is my new number one man. I think I'm putting all my, my chips on his table to the extent that he's sane. Uh, he says some interesting things, and he's at least – Trump is entertaining, way more entertaining than Elon Musk. But, but Yay is at a whole different level. So at this point, I'm supporting Yay. That's about the best we can do. Let's get some Kanye West uh, digital trading cards going on, see how many of those we can sell. Can, do, do I get uh, a Zoom call with, with Kanye West also? I mean, these, these are all things that, that I desire, ladies and gents. Listen, Donald Trump will never be the president of the United States again. I've, I've been saying that since the last time he lost an election and everybody's saying that he won it. He, he's, he's, he will never be the president of the United States again, ever. That's just that's just the fact of the matter. We can come back in 2024, come back to this uh, recording here, and uh, I'm willing to bet that 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 I am more right than I am wrong on this. Listen, um, I think there's a lot of truth in what Don said that they are tearing him down. Um, uh, his support is leaving, but it, it's been this has been happening some for some time. But what's going on now is it's open, right? It's it's out in the mainstream. They are showing you what they're doing in order to get you to follow because they know that most humans are just followers. So they'll see it and follow it. And they said, you know what? Maybe this isn't the, the right thing to do. Maybe I shouldn't be uh, supporting Donald Trump. And I, I don't know why they're tearing him down. I really don't because he's the best agent of division that they have, right? So I, I don't know where they're going with this. They're certainly doing it though. Wayne, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I think just the whole premise of the uh, pokey Trump cards in <laughs> itself it speaks volumes. I think Don's absolutely right. They are tearing the guy down. They're making him look more absurd and ridiculous by the day. And there are still a lot of people out there in this country that support him and, and seem to think he's going to, you know, step back into the presidency in 2024 and save us from ourselves. How old is he now? I think he's like, what, 78 or something like that. So by 2024, you're talking another octogenarian. How many more octogenarians do we need running the country? Honest to goodness. Uh, I don't think uh, the bunch that's in Congress right now is really representing the people in the best way. In fact, right. I know they're not. They don't have our interests in mind at all. It's all about pushing the agenda. And uh, if you go back to a little book written in the 1970s by one Mr. Zbigniew Brzezinski, Between Two Ages, the Technotronic Era, if you look in that book and go through that book, I think it's towards the end, probably about three quarters of the way through, he talks about this very situation we're sitting in right now with these leftists in control of everything and how they always have to have this opposition in place because both sides are represented by this far left ideology and they always try to control both sides of the argument. So what invariably happens is you have these more outrageous type ideologies coming front and center, these self-destructive ideologies within the culture, right. but they always have to place another figure on the opposite side of that to try and steer it back towards the middle a little bit. And this is all part of the slow shift, the slow change of things. So we see this, and actually what this is all leading to is technocracy at the end of the day, the whole technocracy notion of things. Uh, they're, they're setting us up for that. So they lead the country, the culture of the country, into this self-destructive self spiraling phase that we're in now socially where, you know, everybody's worried about 
gender pronouns and ridiculous nonsense like that. But, you know, it's okay that we're sending billions of dollars unfettered to the Ukraine for Lord only knows what. And, you know, we, we see all this nonsense going on. And what are people focused on? Well, they're focused on Trump trading cards. Like, think about it. Where are they? Tr they're trying to draw our attention away from things that really matter and lock our mind this fantastical nonsense that doesn't have yes. any kind of value whatsoever distracting people away from the real things going on and who's really steering the ship because i assure you it's not biden it's not trump it's not any of these guys elon musk is not your hero he's one of these technocrats right. his grandfather was one of the major heads of the technocrat movement in canada most people are unaware of that but this is an absolute fact so elon musk was raised in this this whole environment with these globalists and these elitists so he's not your friend either. None of them are. Trump was never our friend. What a great illusion he put on, though, in, in doing this and stepping up and trying to play the part. And he did create division on, like, is, is it, is it, scale. Go ahead, Don. Don, what's up? No, well, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it, it goes back to Lenin. Well, Lenin, it goes back to Lenin. Lenin's the one that said the best way to control the opposition is to lead it they've always led the yeah. opposition now you're saying because the, the reason trump was the trumpetstein project was started because they, they knew there was this independent movement out there that let millions and millions recognize that something was wrong they saw at least some of the corruption they realized the system was rigged that's why trump in his campaign used that that line over and over again about rigged the system is rigged it's a rigged system because people, almost everybody in the system knows it's rigged. So it appealed to them. Bernie Sanders, they tried. He tapped into it a little bit, too. But they went with Trump. And this is obviously, at some point, when are the people going to finally see through these fake heroes? Whether it's Trump, Elon Musk, I don't know what this, DeSantis doesn't really fit that mode because he's not that extreme. I don't know. Maybe he'll, he'll, he'll you know, evolve into that. But uh, at some point, people are going to realize, wait a minute, you know, the, the system is still rigged. Nothing's been changed. Seventy-some percent of Americans are still living paycheck to paycheck, and that's the ones that have a job. Uh, so it, it's, at some point, you, you, you're gonna, you know, our, our infrastructure is collapsing, and yet we're being told by everybody in a position of prominence that we support the Ukraine, and we have to get there to this little Zionist stooge who is, uh, you know, ungrateful and is a former actor. So at some point, people are going to say, wow, you know, I don't know. So maybe we're seeing some, it kind of cracks. So the, J, the JFK thing, as I said, we'll talk about is maybe a little crack there. But uh, at some point, people have to realize, come on, how many times are you going to, as, as George W. Bush said, you know, fool me once, fool me, <laughs> you don't get fooled again. You know, <laughs> it's that, that kind of thing where you, at some point, people got to realize, look, these Trump was obviously a joke, and this I think puts the but the trading cards put the exclamation point on it. If you didn't think it was a joke, here he is saying he's the greatest president ever, and it's only ninety nine dollars, and what a deal! You get to have a Zoom conference with me, or maybe dinner. You know, <laughs> this is this this beyond anything anyone could dream up. How could Saturday Night Live do that any better than that? It's impossible. You can't spoof that stuff. Very, very, very good point. Shouts to my professor who's listening. One of the greatest professors I've ever had. You know who you are. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I want to say what's up to some of the people in the chat. 
Um, we've been getting tipped left and right, and I appreciate you guys for it. Angus Mustang uh, hit us off with 20 bucks, and and they had to say that America Unplugged, there's rumors going around that America Unplugged is going to be bought out by Elon Musk. Let's <laughs> If that happens, okay, we will break it here first. And second, we are accepting <laughs> that offer, okay? There's no way we're turning it down. If he gives us a few million dollars for America Unplugged, <laughs> we will restart new. Stay tuned, okay? But <laughs> I am not, I, you could say I sold out all you want. I mean, how, how many millions are you giving me? Okay, thank you, sir. Peace. And then we'll go do something else. Come we'll follow do, us there. We'll do Earth Unplugged. We'll right, Earth Unplugged. <laughs> You know, universe unplugged. You know, we will move on. We'll have the money to do it. So yeah, if uh, if Elon Musk does that, then absolutely fantastic. Really, What's I up? Say something to um, you know, commenting on both Wayne and Don. Right. You know, you look at uh, controlled opposition, and and uh, Gabriel Griffin, I thought was brilliant on this when he was on Don's show. Mm -hmm. That's really the most dangerous thing that we face right now. We know the globalists and the leftists and the communists and the Marxists, we know what they're doing. We know, we know what's happening because they're out front and they're showing you that the danger is capturing you in the fulcrum of controlled opposition. Mm. That's been going on. It's their favorite play and they run it over and over again. I mean, if you look back at the Reagan administration, if you read Hidden History, which you should, you should get Don's book. It's a great Christmas present. Get Hidden History. He talks a lot about the Reagan administration. And, you know, Reagan played a great game of being anti-government, small government, rolling things back. You know, it's a, you know, it's a, a government's not the solution. Government is the problem. All that's in his, his, his inaugural. But he grew the, the size of government, exploded it. The size of the debt exploded. You need that kind of figure in order to grow what they wanted to grow. I mean, you look at the 1970s. Was a great example of when they went off the gold standard and just started spending and there was massive inflation they had to figure out how to get out of that so they needed to spend more you needed a reagan it wasn't going to work under a democrat so they <laughs> ran that anti-government small government low taxes they cut taxes for sure for the ultra wealthy but then they also spent more so this again that's the first time our deficit hit a trillion now we're at 30 trillion you always need that kind of figure it's the hegelian dialectic right right agreed 100 percent, man um, we have, let me get to some of the people and then we're going to jump into JFK. Actually, Don, give us a little bit on JFK. Let's do that now. And, uh, and I'll try to collect the people who have tipped us. Go ahead. Don, you there? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, if, if, if people didn't know that, yeah, yeah. If, if people, people didn't know they had a JFK fire release, uh, within the last few weeks, uh, again, it was it was what was interesting is not the file release because they still withheld thousands of documents, and uh, what's being released is largely redacted. And really, I, you know, there's not going to be a smoking gun there. As I said many times to people, you know, they they didn't they didn't document what they were going to do. They didn't delay it. Here's how the conspiracy is going to work. The Secret Service is going to stand down. You know, I mean, there's, there's not going to be a document out there like that. But what's interesting is the response to it. The media on Fox News. Jesse Waters, first of all, had uh, Jim DiEugenio, who, uh, if you know the JFK assassination research community, he's one of the more high-profile figures. I know him. I've interviewed him. Um, and he's a good friend of Oliver Stone. He's a real conspiracy guy. He had him on the show. That's very – I don't think he's been on any major media, media before that. And his hope to people like me. And then uh, Tucker Carlson went beyond that. Not only one night, but two nights in a row. Uh, it was the most amazing coverage I've ever seen from a mainstream journalist. He basically said the CIA uh, did it, was involved in the assassination. He uh, called out the CIA as an agency, 
and said how horrible they've been. Every single, he said every every director, including our friend Mike Pompeo, he said, you know, we're trying to get him on, but he won't come. He was criticizing him, and you know, Pompeo's all over Hannity's show. Uh, and you know, this is a huge reversal for Tucker Carlson, who's never been front conspiracies before. I don't know what it means, but Bobby Kennedy Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., reacted the exact same way as me. He put out a statement there. This is the most amazing news coverage of the JFK assassination in 60 years, 59 years. So uh, I, for somebody like me, knowing this subject, I waited a long time to see somebody on a major network say these things. I don't know why it's Tucker Carlson saying them. Uh, and, and why they're doing it now. And I, I hope that it's not going to be something like with the PSYOP with the UFOs, where again, I studied and researched UFOs for a long time. And when, you know, four or five years ago, they suddenly started acting as if, uh, hey, there's strange things up in the sky and we can't explain them. You know, when they lied about it, smeared, smeared the people that saw them forever, ruined their lives. And now they're suddenly acting as if they're really a phenomenon. I don't know, fake alien invasion. We can talk about that, Project Bluebeam. But this, with the JFK thing, I don't know what advantages in it for them to suddenly talk about a conspiracy. Again, they're not trying to direct it towards the mafia or Russia, which you might think that. This, but they're, they're talking about the CIA, which I think was probably at the heart of the conspiracy. I don't think it was just the CIA. But uh, So it's very interesting. And people, if they haven't watched it, watch it. It's... Um, it's really astonishing to see a news, especially if you've been, I've been researching this since a teenager in the mid-1970s. And uh, I, I've never seen a network do this kind of coverage. So uh, why? I don't know. We can question it, but uh, it, it's uh, definitely a major news story. Tony, you want to give your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Don on this. It's uh, I'm skeptical. You start rolling out something that we've been researching for decades, especially Don Jeffries, and, uh, you know, we've, us in the alternative media, I mean, I'm in my, I'm going to turn 43 uh, in the next, uh, I guess, eight days or so. And I mean, we stand on the shoulders of giants. And, and now in the year 2022, Tucker Carlson, of all people, who said that people that are for 9-11 truth ought to like self-deport. And uh, now he's talking about the, what, you know, Don Jeffries calls this the mother of all conspiracies and in, in hidden history. I happen to agree because I mean, you, you unpeel that, you unbox that. And there's a lot there. I mean, and it, it, uh, I think, sheds light on on further things that happen down the road, false flags, cover-ups, crimes of that nature. So I think this is interesting. Um, I'm, But again, I'm looking at it from a very skeptical uh, point of view because I don't know what angle this is. I have a very skeptical take on it, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm going to let Wayne go, and then, then, I'll, then I'll give you my thoughts. Wayne, what are you thinking about this? Well, let's talk about the giant elephant in the room with all of this. The JFK assassination was a gigantic occult ritual. This is, in my view, something that's indisputable. If you've studied any of the secret society groups at all, or the origins of uh, many of their occultic teachings, this was the killing of the king ritual being done. And uh, James Shelby Downard breaks this down really well in his book, King Kill 33. If you can find that somewhere, I highly recommend people grab yeah. hold of this book because it's not going to be available for people to find for too much longer, in my view, with the censorship going on. But uh, at any rate, I think what they're doing here is they're kind of greasing the skids here for what they call revelation of the method uh, within the occult fraternities. So this revelation of the method, they're going to, at some point here, begin to identify maybe some more facts as to what really went down that day. 
Uh, so they're they're slowly letting the conspiracy ideas, the conspiratorial leak into this. It's been going on for a long time. And now we just had this giant document. Um, I think it was like 70% of the remaining documents or something on the JFK file were just released. But like Don said, most of them are probably blacked out. You can't really read much of anything in them. Uh, so how much is actually coming out about this? But the, the whole thing here is the secret society groups and the intelligence community are in bed together. And, you know, the CIA had their fingerprints all over this. And I think uh, that many people see that now, having the hindsight to look back. Now, back when this happened, a lot of things were still hidden. But we're living in the time now of revelation, and the veil's being torn away, and the things that were done in the dark are coming to the light of day now. So now, this is their way of controlling the release of this information, because they know it's going to come to the light of day. So they're trying to slowly ease the American people's minds into accepting the fact that maybe something, you know, a little different than the official narrative went on, that maybe there were some kind of uh, special interest groups that had a hand in this. Of course, they're not going to tell you outright who really was involved with this, but uh, they're going to try to place the blame elsewhere, I would think, to maybe some small rogue group. Uh, that uh, maybe had some vested interest in having this done. So this way they shift the blame away from where the blame really belongs and they pawn it off onto somebody else that's maybe, uh, you know, in political opposition to what they want here, to their agenda. So I see this as a slow rollout, a controlled release, if you will, much the way the UFO topic was that Don, uh, you know, was talking about here, because I agree with Don's assessment on that too. It's the same thing, uh, you know, for years they, they debunk it and debunk it and try to, uh, you know, squash it down. And then all of a sudden, hey, there's something to this. Well, it's the same process going on. It's called revelation of the method. And uh, what the purpose is it, of it is, is to condition the American people's minds into maybe accepting a little bit more bizarre facts as to what really went down with a lot of this. And make no mistake about it. It's all social engineering on the grand they're just trying to shift the people's belief systems towards what's feasible with this and what's not. Whereas before they had a more conservative take on something like this. They want people to believe in the whole magic bullet lone gunman theory. And, you know, there's nothing else to see here. And in fact, the, the term conspiracy theorist was coined uh, the whole JFK conspiracy, the magic bullet and stuff to keep people from questioning the official narrative. So they came up with this moniker, and this is this is all discussed in CIA documents too. Uh, they came up with the moniker conspiracy theorist to silence anybody that disagreed with the mainstream narrative. And don't we see so much of that going on today? It's all about censorship and promoting their mainstream narrative and not letting anybody with an opposing point of view speak their mind. So that's largely, I think, what's being done here. It's the slow trickling of more information, but they still want to frame the narrative for people. So they're trying to control the release of this information because they know it's coming to the light of day now. And and who are they using uh, as the point person on the right to reveal the method? Who are they using to do the drip drip on the information? It's Tucker Carlson, right? He has somehow managed to endear himself uh, with the alternative media, with people who follow the alternative media, they always look at Tucker. I know David Icke talks talks about Tucker all the time. He's like, I watch Tucker all the time because he's 
He's on it. He's he's got it. This is all by design, in my opinion. Um, the the UFO thing. I mean, I forgot who, what the name of this famous UFO guy. And 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 I all of a sudden I saw him on Tucker Carlson. I forget his name. He's all over the alternative media, and I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing on Tucker Carlson? You know, and and then you know, and I don't trust Tucker as far as I can throw him for reasons that that um, Tony alluded to or talked about. <laughs> Talking about a 9-11 truth that people need to leave the country if they believe in 9-11 truth or anything like it. He, he, he doesn't even want to talk about it, right? right? But he does want to talk about UFOs. And now he wants to talk about the Kennedy assassination and be fully transparent, well, as transparent as they're allowing him to be. Remember, this guy's still on the air, all right? Somebody else would have got kicked off or at least reprimanded for stuff like this. They haven't done anything to Tucker Carlson. They let him flow. They let him ride, right? So he's out here. Uh, talking about JFK, and I think they let him do it. And why do they let him do it? Because so much time has passed that most people alive today don't give a shit. And what's going to happen is 20, 30 years from now, when uh, when somebody, the, the new Tucker Carlson, is going to come around and start giving out all types of information on 9-11. And guess what? No one's going to care anymore, except for somebody like me, somebody like Don, you know, people in the alternative media looking for something like this, looking for the validation, and then we get it. You know, but in the great scheme of things, what does it mean at this point? He can say whatever the hell he wants. It's not going to change a damn thing. It's not going to change a damn thing. And and this is why Tucker Carlson is allowed to be as forthcoming as he has been about JFK, because it doesn't matter no more. You know, unfortunately, and 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 I've I've talked about this with 9-11 Truth because 9-11 Truth is going in the same freaking direction. You know, even now, I think we don't even have to wait 10 years. I think somebody can come out now and start dropping major truth bombs about 9-11 on mainstream television, and it won't change a damn thing. Nobody's going to get arrested, you know? Nothing's going to change. That's just the way it is, and they fully understand this. So Tucker is allowed to come out and say all of this. He's allowed to come out and and, and continue to to be the... the um the facilitator for the new world order, man, for whatever you want to call it. He's dishing out what they want you to know. That's the way I look at it. Um, so uh, I see it as a, as a giant work, as, as a giant, you know, a scripted operation. I don't know how much of it is literally scripted to the T. But I think, uh, like I said, Tucker Carlson is, is, has been placed as the point person to lead the sheep of the alternative media or the right-wing media. Right. And, and uh, so many of us are lean right wing, right? They, we or uh, conservative, right, here in the alternative media. And this is the guy. We we give him so many passes. Right. We we just we we uh we're like, look, he's getting away with it. He's allowed to say it. We we'd be super skeptical of anybody else, but for him, for some reason, it's all good because he's telling us what we want to hear. You know, and and I think that's a part of the operation. So we need to be very vigilant when it comes to that guy. Right. And while I'm very happy that uh, stuff is coming out about JFK, let's remember the reasons why these things are coming out. Because if they mattered, if something was going to change, you wouldn't see that on TV. You think it got fired on the freaking spot. What's up? What were you going to say? I'm sorry, Bill. I was going to say you could think of it as a limited hangout. I mean, look at uh, Don's work and Mark Lane. I mean, was able to uh, depose uh, Richard Helms, was the director of the CIA during the time of the Kennedy assassination. Richard Nixon tried to get his records uh, when he was president from Richard Helms and wasn't able to do that. 
And you look, think about the 18 and a half minute gap for Watergate. That was ne that's never been broken down. But in my opinion, Oliver Stone, I think, did a good job uh, alluding to this. But something on that tape was talking about blowback for either Operation Mongoose or what they called Track 2, which was the assassination of foreign leaders by the Central Intelligence Agency. And again, um, you know, you talk about the Central Intelligence Agency, the, the intelligence involvement, military industrial complex involvement in the JFK assassination. But Wayne is right. There's also, I believe, a ritual. And mm. this, I had a customer come in um, a couple of days ago. They brought in a $5 bill from 1963. They said, you want to buy this? I said, well, I don't deal in that. But I tell you what, you know, there's something different about that bill. And I, I pulled out, you know, a modern $20 bill. I see that little note here. It says Federal Reserve Stamp. Yours doesn't say that. There's only two presidents in history that ever printed currency direct from the treasury. That's Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy, and they were both shot in the head in public. And right. I will tell you that 53 years to the day that the conspiracy to set up the Federal Reserve on Jekyll Island, JFK was murdered in Dallas. November 22nd, 1910 is when the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the Morgans and all Warburgs, they set up the Federal Reserve system, which is not federal, not a reserve. That That is, to me... Uh, hard evidence that there's a connection to high finance intelligence and the assassination. Of yeah. Well, you know, go ahead, go ahead, Don. I, I certainly agree with, with what Tony said, but I, but I just want to address Billy a little bit for, <clears throat> and I get this sometimes I've talked about this before where people, people have seriously told me is, you know, they don't believe I'm legitimate because why are you still alive? I get it all the time. You know, how, how are you? How come we got you? And I, I, so I think we, we can get sucked down that road where, I take everybody at face. Uh, you know, it's, it's probably there's a there's some kind of agenda behind this. Tucker Carlson doing this, but I prefer to think also possible it has been changed. His show has drifted down this road for a while. I don't really know why, but it has. And you know, the same thing happened to Pat Buchanan. Except Pat Buchanan didn't reach the stage. Tony knows this. Pat Buchanan was a loyal Nixonian guy. He loved Nixon typical conservative. And he was changed, transformed when he went up to run in the New Hampshire primary. And he saw all the people that had been hurt by our trade policies. And he became gradually a populist. He drifted into that way. And I, I see that same change happening in Tucker, except for it's way more extreme because now he's even getting to the point where he'll, uh, <clears throat> he'll talk about these issues. So Sure, it's possible he's co-author, but I look at what people say about me. I've had people talk, you know, I used to have a little soccer ball on the, the shelf behind me, and I heard people comment, oh, well, obviously you're a mason because there's a soccer ball over your shoulders. <laughs> you know, so people people read crazy things into stuff. <clears throat> and right. they think they think that that all they think that no one is you get into the Miles Mathis syndrome where no one is real, nothing is real. So I just look at it. I'm enjoying it for what it is. Yeah, it's probably something, you know, strange behind it. I'm start trying to process it because the media never talks about this stuff in this way. But I don't know. We'll see. If if I can get on Tucker Carlson, which I'm holding out hope that I can, if I ever get it, because I have lots of people like Naomi Wolf and people that I'm associated with are on there regularly. So if I can get on there then and he lets me say what I want to say, then, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else to say beyond that. But right now I, I, I think he's uh, doing about as good a job as I've seen for mainstream media. We'll see what happens. He may be controlled, but then again, you know, I don't know. Is there anything that's not controlled? Well, you know, I hope you're right, Don. I hope you're absolutely right. Uh, but uh, until he comes out and has the same attitude towards 9-11 truth, and until he yeah. uh, 
you know, and I won't say that he should disassociate himself with Fox News because it's a huge platform. And if he can, if he can really come out and start saying some real stuff, right on 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 Fox, then great, you know. But on, on, I need to see more. Uh, I I don't need him. I don't need him to tell me to validate JFK for me. This is this information's been out there forever and ever and ever and ever. I, I don't need him to tell right. me. Yeah, the CIA was involved. You know, uh, let's come out about about uh, 9/11 truth. Let's let let's hit me with that, right? And and uh, let well, me see something even more current, right? Me on the um, show. If he has me on the show, Billy. If he has me. Oh well, yeah. That goes without saying, right? If he ever had me on the show, I'll I'll, I'll give him hidden history, and I'll I'll say, okay, if you're awake, wake up to this and see what happens, because that it it leads. It's a domino right. effect, because right. like I mean, he he also mentioned. Uh, Wayne mentioned about the conspiracy theory. I never thought I'd see anybody. He talked about the CIA memo that invented conspiracy theories. He, it, all of this is in his report. So I don't know what it was, but I'm just telling you, somebody's been doing this since the 70s. It's, just, it's I'm still trying to process it because it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Right. Okay. Great. Um, I get it 100. Uh, percent Let's let me uh, let me talk to all the people that tipped us, and then I'll hit up everybody else. What's going on, Free Thinker Two? Angus Mustang, what's up? And Christ, what's going on? Rhonda Tate, I saw you this morning with Don Jeffries. How are you? It's good to see all these people, right? You see, you read their comments all the time, and then to put a face yeah. to that is, is fantastic. So that, that was dope. Uh, Patrick yeah, S. Yeah. and Jason Barker, thank you guys very much for your generous contributions to America Unplugged. I am going to take all proceeds of today's show to buy Trump uh, digital trading cards, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I told you I would be fully transparent with what I'm going to do with that money. That's what I'm going to do if we ever get it out of Rockford. I'm going to go buy some, some Trump uh, digital trading cards, and I'll share them with you. I'm not really going to do that for anybody that, that would actually believe that. I am not. Okay, um, thank you so much. And we really, really, really appreciate that. Let me shout the chat real quick. Junkyard, Junkyard TX is here. Jason Barker is here. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Angry Tiger, what's going on? You do an excellent job on that show, Angry Tiger. Uh, Stephanie Green, what's going on? Chris Graves is here. What's up, Chris? Yes. Chris, if you're going to hit me, hit me on my cell phone. Don't hit me on Twitter. I'm never there. And it's not much better on my cell phone, but it's a little bit better. Mandir, the sexiest of all the Chimeras. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good to see you. Uh, Rhonda Tate is here. Jason Barker is there. Stephanie Green, I don't know if I already said it, but I'm uh, just saying it again. And uh, then it is repeating and repeating. Tom Cooper, what's going on? How are you? Uh, let me see what else. I know Gardner Goldsmith was in the chat. What's up, Gardner Goldsmith? How are you? Colin Wysong, what's going on? Uh, let me see what else. That's it. That's all I got. It's a lot of action, but it looks like it's the same people over and over again. But that's cool. Harps, what's up, Harps? How you doing, man? Good to see you. Uh, that's it. I'll keep going. We're getting out of here, ladies and gents. We will see. What? Hold on. What is next week? Is that Christmas or Christmas Eve? I don't know. I'm just asking. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. Christmas Eve, yeah. Are we doing a show? I'm, Are you I'm open? Down. I'm open. I'm down. I'm down it's to do Christmas a show. It's special. America Unplugged Christmas Eve special. Right here on okay. Rockfin. Make sure you check it out. It's happening in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so tune in. All right, cool. That's fantastic. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. What's going on, buddy? Tell these people where they can find you. My website is arterburn.news, and I would say that uh, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver sponsors this program. we got a lot of cool stuff coming out in uh, 2023, but wolfpack.gold, folks. I 
this project that I'm on, I, every morning I wake up and I, I think about a new idea. Wolfpack Gold's a membership. Starts at $50 a month, goes up to $500 a month, and you get gold and silver uh, delivered directly to your door. But the more people that join, the better prices everyone gets. I'm, I'm Anyway, we, we had a lot of new infrastructure changes to the website. I'm really excited about it. Go check out wolfpack.gold. Fantastic. Go do that. Um, Donald Jeffries, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary. What's up, Don? Tell them where they can find you. Uh, please support me at Substack, donaldjeffries.substack.com. You can follow me at Twitter at Don Jeffries. And everything else you need to know, my books and everything is at my website, donaldjeffries.media. Fantastic. Steven Casper uh, is in the chat. Little John, what's up, Little John? Of course, Wayne McCroy joined us this week, dropping gems for all of us. Now I'm going to have to pull them, and we're going to have to talk about the killing of the king on the Infinite Fringe before the year's up. Has to happen, Wayne. I, you, I don't know why you said it. Now, now there's even more on your plate. You have to come on my show and talk about it. What's up, Wayne? <laughs> Tell always, the people what's up. Go ahead. Always a pleasure, guys. I, I appreciate you having me on. And Billy, we'll 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 talk about that. We'll have to actually, uh, you know, maybe do something with the, the killing of the king ritual mm -hmm. uh, because there there's a lot to break down there. But uh, anyway, if anybody's looking for me, I could be found right over on Rockfin here, Rockfin.com backslash Wayne McCroy. The Alchemical Tech Revolution podcast is available on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I also have the Alchemical Tech Revolution YouTube channel. Uh, the alchemicalbeacon.substack.com is where I'm at on Substack. And uh, that's about it for now, I suppose. I'm working on a new book. I should have that done by the end of the year. Mm. That one will be dropping soon. Wow. Can't wait. Can't wait. And we'll have you back on the show to talk about it when it does. Uh, Chris Wiley's in the chat, I think, uh, also um, that I saw. All right. We're getting up out of here, ladies and gents. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. You know where you can find me, the infinitefringe.podbeam.com. And I went on a tear. I was, I was putting on a show every week, and then I stopped for a month. But I got more. I just got to put them up. Okay, so I'm going to put some up soon, and we're going to have Wayne and Tony and Guard to either close the year or open the year, one of the two. Uh, it's going to be freaking dope, all right? Uh, you guys stay safe. Merry Christmas. Go do something dope for Christmas. Even if you don't believe in Christmas, like go out and, and, and do something. Go out and, and ice skate or, I don't know, go see like these light shows that they have. Go have some hot chocolate and some caroling and shit like that. It's fucking fantastic. It's my favorite time of the year, so I'm going to go look to do some of that with uh, anybody who will have me. I'm going to my family, strangers. Hey, what's up? Come here. Let's do this. It's going to be dope. So make sure you do that. We will see you on Christmas Eve. I, I am looking forward to spend time with you on, on, on that day. It's going to be dope. Hopefully nothing catastrophic happens in a week. And that's a lot to ask. I get it. But let, let, let's see what develops. All right. This is America Unplugged. AmericaUnplugged.com. America Unplugged on Rockfin, 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. The Infinite Fringe at uh, theinfinitefringe.podbean.com and The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. That's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you guys soon, Lord willing. Okay? Tone, play us out. Don't burn the place down while we're gone, all right?